All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today is a new type of episode. This is an episode where we focus on a specific market um, and talk to a founder that is an expert or, or becoming an expert on that market. Um, today, we will be talking uh, about climate tech with um, an awesome founder in that space who I will let uh, introduce herself. So uh, Josie, can you please introduce yourself? Um, you know, who you are, what are you working on? Let me kind of start diving into what's going on in climate tech. Hello, hi Matt, very happy to be here. So my name is Josie Stoker and I am the co-founder and CEO of Capture. We're building a platform to help organizations engage a planet-friendly workforce. All right, so you are building, you know, a company that's, that kind of go, goes into this space, right? Like you, you see something in, in climate tech and you want to build for it. And, you know, what's pretty insane is that you're not alone. I'm seeing, you know, aside from founders, I'm seeing some of the smartest investors in the industry, like Union Square Ventures, like Josh Felser, kind of dive head deep into climate tech investing. And it just kind of begs the question to kick this whole thing off. What is going on? Like, is there something going on in climate tech that that that, that people aren't aware of? And if not, can you kind of give us a primer? It's just high level. What is going on in climate tech right now? Yeah, it is. It, it is so, so exciting. I mean, like, obviously, like climate change has been a big problem that a lot of us have been aware um, of for a long time. But it really seems to be like bubbling up into the surface. It's, it's moving from, I think, probably what was considered a niche issue into more of a mainstream issue. Um, and there have been like a couple of exciting analogies um, drawn about this space. So like one um is uh, a great article from the World Economic Forum um, very, very recently, who basically said like sustainability is the new digital. So like the revolution is just beginning. You remember in like the early 2000s when companies were talking about like digital and they would like maybe go and hire someone to look at this issue and, and sort of see what it means for their, for their entity. And then over like the last 10 years, it's just become this massive thing. Like, this is what's happening with sustainability. You know, people are starting to talk about it more and more, whether that's from a regulatory perspective or because their customers want it or their employees want it or their investors want it. Like everything is kind of coming to, I guess, like a peak. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly time, uh, incredibly exciting time to be involved in the sector. So let's kind of start super high level for someone that maybe is just getting involved in investing, period. And let's say they're deciding which sectors they want to to invest in. Can you kind of go high level, break down what are different high level opportunities in climate tech? And and you know, and maybe maybe reiterate or or, or kind of say like why this is just an important industry to invest in, not because of not just because it's good for the world, but there's also, you know, money tied to this, right? Um, can you kind of walk us through high level? Um, kind of this industry if someone's just getting interested in it for the first time? Yeah, absolutely. So so there are a number of ways and I guess like a number of layers of things involved when it comes to climate tech. And like the, these would include like, I would say, you know, more sort of the, the, the physical elements that are required when it comes to the sort of sustainable transition that we're going to be headed towards. I mean, you can think of this all as like a big transition that's going to be happening to, to all industries, to, to governments, to businesses, to consumers. Like there are so many different ways to kind of get involved in this whole movement. Um, and it, 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 I mean, you know, 
know, the, the, the variety is massive where like, whether you're talking about um, things such as software to help individuals become more aware of what's going on in this space. I mean, that that's where we're coming from it here at Capture, like all the way to things that are like, big physical massive projects such as um, direct air capture and storage. I mean, there's like a huge, huge variety of different projects to, to get involved with. Um, it can be quite, I think, daunting from, you know, for an investor going into this space because I think a lot of people are trying to figure out, well, like like two things. I mean, usually when you're looking at a sector, you're like, okay, well, what's gonna be the most profitable company here? But, but when it comes to a lot of people looking at climate tech, they're looking at profitability, but they're also looking at, okay, well, what's the potential impact gonna be on the environment? here as well you know like there are, there are some ideas you know that will have a much greater impact when it comes to absorbing co2 emissions or preventing co2 emissions from being released in the first place than others um and there are there's not necessarily like you know one thing that needs to be done there are like lots of different things that be, that, that, that need to be done as i say whether it's from a measurement perspective whether it's you know helping companies to be more efficient in the way that they use energy whether it's helping you know consumers i mean there, there are so many different ways to um to approach this problem um, and I think kind of then coming back, you know, back into kind of, you know, why this is so exciting. I think it's because it's something that, that really is unavoidable. It's like th there's no way that you can kind of turn a blind eye to climate change. Like at some point in the next 10 years, like it is coming for your industry. You know, even if you might not think that it's so relevant to your, you know, to your business or, or, or you know, or, or to what you're doing in the same way that like people might not have thought the digital was relevant. I mean, like take like a. And like a large concrete company, find any large concrete company, like they're going to have a chief technology officer and someone that's responsible for digital. It's the same thing that's going to be happening with sustainability um, over the next couple of years as well. So I think from an investor point of view, on a high level, I think maybe some are skeptical about, you know, is this a niche issue? Is this a large issue? And really, like, who cares about the issue? Um, and how much do they care? Um, what this is really wondering is, is there, is there money here? Is, is there, because investors, although they, they absolutely care about making positive change on the world, their job is to make money, right? Make money mm -hmm. for their LPs. So my question for you is, can you kind of walk me through, um, you know, do you think that, uh, you know, employees and people care about this issue? And if they do, which, you know, I believe they do, do you think they care to, uh, to a point where there's actually a market here for people to invest in? Mm, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, climate change is one of those, one of those interesting ones. Like, obviously, it's important to look at at opinion polls um they are very useful but but there's a there's a, there's a difference kind of here i think a lot of people will will say that they care about the environment but then the big question is like okay fine but like what are you actually prepared to to go ahead and and, and do but i think step one is that they care and i think that that's important to to look at first of all and there's there's been an increase in people caring about the environment um and i think one of the one of the concerns that many people had in this space when when covid hit was like is the whole concern around COVID and pandemic is going to kind of like overshadow um, climate change. And like what we have found is that that, that hasn't really been the case. Um, I don't know whether your listeners are sort of familiar with um, the Edelman Trust Barometer. It's basically this massive study that happens year every year trying to figure out what people in the world care about. Um, it, it came out recently for, for, for 2021 and it was sort of looking at kind of, you know, um, what are the areas that society sort of fears the most? And it found that more people were afraid of climate change than contracting COVID. I mean, there's, you know, it, it was quite incredible to see. So, so we know that climate change has become an area that 
that people really care about and I think you know what, what you were asking there about your second question is a, is this something that employees care about is this something that the, that the workforce cares about we found that that the younger generations at the moment tend to care about this issue slightly slightly more than older generations so we found that 70 percent of millennials and this was a study in 2019 right so it's probably gone up since then but 70 percent of millennials reported that they would be more likely to stay with a company longer if it had a strong sustainability plan and of course what we've got to remember as well is that millennials are going to make up three quarters of the workforce by 2025 so this is something that a lot of employees are really caring about um and and then there's there's that question of they're sort of caring about and willing to do something themselves and then caring about but hoping that the organization does something what we're clearly saying is that people are really piling on more and more pressure and um, onto their organizations to start taking action um on this issue that they deeply care about could you kind of give a couple of examples? They don't necessarily have to be competitors to what you're doing, but give us, you know, some of the leaders in in just climate tech as a whole, what those companies are and what they're doing, just to give investors kind of an insight into what's currently working, what are big companies that are getting funded, and what are they doing, and um, just just to give investors kind of an example that this is not, um, this is not, you know, just kind of a made up market. This is real and it's being funded right now. Can you give some examples? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's real, it's getting funded, but like this is still like a new thing. I mean, the the area that that, that we know best here at Capture is sort of what's going on on the, on the software and kind of tech side of things. There are a couple of interesting um, companies I would say that have got, you know, good funding and, and, and well-known investors behind them. Um, one of which is a fantastic consumer app called Joro, that's J-O-R-O. Um, Sequoia recently invested in their seed round. Um, they're doing an amazing job of helping individuals to calculate the carbon footprint of their daily spending by analyzing um, you know, payment transactions. They're doing a great job. I mean, it's really exciting to see like such an incredible investor like Sequoia, like really getting behind them and like picking their horse in this in this race. So this is interesting, but this is like literally just happening. You know, I think it was announced in like uh, December or January, right? It, it's, it's super recent. Um, there's some other really interesting software being developed in the space when it comes to looking at, um, you know, measuring um, CO2 saved by rainforest. There's a really cool company called um, Pat Chama that's out there um, they, they went through Y Combinator um, they're doing a great job in this space as well um, and then there's like a handful of other companies I mean Plan A is another interesting organization to, to look at in terms of, of some of the investors that, that they have behind them but as I say like this is still a new thing. I think there have been like a lot of people, you know, sort of really like just waiting to see what happens. It's almost like who's going to jump first, you know? Um, but yeah, indeed, like there have been some, you know, um, some really big investors. I've seen more like generalists that are opening their climate change funds as sort of climate change focuses, not as a CSR initiative, right? But as a fund that's going to make significant returns, which is, uh, which is awesome to see. Yeah, one thing I just want to add in here is someone who, who is a little bit of an outsider to, to this specific industry, but not an outsider to tech. You know, I think you you, you could ask an average young or probably even old person, um, you know, anyone in the world that like is climate change. Like, it's like, is climate change happening? And, I, and you know, is this a problem? I think m- most, hopefully most would say yes. And then it, it's a question of great, how big of a problem could it be? And I think a lot of people may, don't make the connection of, oh, like, you know, it's an early industry, but it's a fact that climate change is, is coming, you know, and, and people I think are waiting for evidence that there's more of a market. But I would argue that this is the absolute perfect time to invest in climate tech because no one, you know, you know there, there's maybe 
this 10 to 20 tier one VCs investing instead of 100 to 200. So I just want to pop in and say, I think that was the perfect time to deploy your capital before it gets, you know, super hot. Cause as we all know that, that then it's too late. Um, so I just wanted to, to pop that in there. I do have a couple more questions for you, Jersey. So, so I think that there's a mindset um, from many that sustainability is a nice to have, like, oh, that sounds nice. Um, versus a, a necessity. Um, can you kind of walk us through maybe how the market is is potentially shifting from that nice to have to a must have and what kind of information kind of you, ha- you have on that transition? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And um, I think that there are a number of like push and pull factors towards businesses prioritizing sustainability. I think it's something that we've seen that customers are, are, are now looking for. Like, let's say that you um, have a line of, I don't know, oat milks and your oat milk has better sustainability credentials than your competitors. Like, like you know, customers are likely to go and, and, and pick yours off the shelf. I mean, so, you know, you've got consumers wanting to buy things that are, are labeled as sustainable. Now, this in itself is another problem because consumers aren't particularly educated yet about what does sustainability mean? And should I just go ahead and buy this t-shirt because a company says that they'll plant one tree for every t-shirt that they sell? Or should I go and buy this t-shirt that's made of bamboo instead of cotton because bamboo is actually a lot better for the environment? And there's still a lot of complexity there, but but it's getting there. And I think there's a lot of sort of um, potential for, for better labeling and uh, you know organizations like B Corp doing a great job in that area. But anyway, so that, that that's one reason why businesses are, are investing because they realize that like sustainability sells. Um, there was an awesome HS BC study that came out recently showing that 86% of CEOs expect sustainability performance to boost sales. I mean, it's kind of like a no brainer, right? This is something that a lot of people care about. If you can attach that value with your product, then it'll, it'll help it reach more customers. So, so that's one reason why businesses are sort of starting to um, just sort of allocate more significant spend behind this. But, but there's also the area of, of, of sort of investment and people wanting where their money is going to align with their values, whether that's in pensions, whether that's in their personal investments. So that's indeed a reason that then you're getting pressure sort of put on large, you know, large publicly listed companies to make sure that their sort of ESG um, credentials are are kind of up to scratch. So you've got that too. You've got employees now, you know, asking questions and, and wanting to work for companies, again, that align with their values. And then if all of those reasons don't apply to your business for whatever reason, you've now got regulators, um, you know, starting to, to sort of, uh, you know, uh, push this as well and add like a bit of extra um, persuasion. So obviously, like we're watching very closely as a kind of what's going to happen um, with the new administration in the US. We know that the US has already, um, you know, rejoined the, the the Paris Agreement, which is fantastic. But I think what will become more significant for companies is whether they're required to report um, greenhouse gas emissions from their business. And I mean, if, if so, and this is certainly the way that it's going, this is going to be massive. Like every, every large company is going to be required to, to report on their CO2 emissions, possibly to the same stringency in which they would be required to to report and audit their financial accounts like this is huge you know so so for one of those reasons whether you're being you know pulled or literally pushed or forced towards sustainability it's no longer like a nice option to sort of have on the side perhaps I mean you could in a way draw some parallels to diversity and and, and how now sort of boards are having I guess like kind of more enforced quotas but I think, although obviously diversity is, is incredibly important, that this issue might be might be treated, um, you know, perhaps a, I guess, you know, with a little more behind it um, in the next ten years as well. But let's see. 
So you, that was all extremely helpful information and good, um, good to know. But there's one thing that you mentioned that I really want to pr- touch on, because I think this is where investors get excited. And you mentioned the word regulation, you know, which, which I think is interesting. Um, there hasn't been much. Um, I'm obviously, as we started with none, and now it's increasing. Can you kind of walk us through um, what is it like to be a regulator right now? And how are they thinking? And then how should investors be thinking about regulators? And, and how would that kind of infect potential investment decisions? Mm, yes, like there's people are, I think again, like like investors in this area, there's still a little bit of like, okay, you know, like, let's see, like, who's, who's going to make the first move here. Um, there are some countries that are sort of leading the fight here. I mean, like New Zealand is an example of, of one of those, you know, making it kind of a legal requirement of organizations that are that are listed um, to disclose their greenhouse gas emissions. So like, primarily, this would be, you know, um, your CO2 emissions, or well, well, it's all put under a CO2 figure. So so companies then have to report on what's called uh, their scope one, scope two or scope three emissions. And, and these are sort of emissions across a company and how they're kind of categorized into different parts of the emi- of the business. Are these emissions directly related to the business? Are these emissions from energy um, or are these emissions that are sort of roughly related to the business, like your corporate travel, for example? So um, I think that's what we're going to first start seeing regulators do is, first of all, just get companies to start reporting what they are. Um, and, and I think this is going to be incredibly exciting to watch kind of who does it first and also what they require companies to report like is it just scope one and scope two or is it scope one two and three and then also like who's going around checking these you know like uh, you know how stringently are, are these figures going to be checked I think that's going to be the first the, the first step right it's just sort of figuring out like what is the situation here and I think then I mean I don't know it's difficult to say then we might see some com- some countries I, I imagine sort of encouraging companies to sort of move towards reducing their emissions or or reducing them in line with the with the um, Paris Agreement. And now as a reminder for those who aren't familiar, the, the Paris Agreement was the agreement by, I think it was 186 countries back in 2016 to, to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. Now that requires um, greenhouse gas emissions to, to reduce by 7.6% every year, year on year between now and 2030. We, I think we just about did it for 2020, but that was because of COVID. So it gives you an idea of sort of, you know, the, the, the amount of changes that are required here. Um, but obviously all of this represents a massive opportunity for things like CO2 tracking or, or then businesses that are coming in and helping um, organizations become more efficient and reduce the amount of emissions that they're producing and then indeed offsetting as well so off- offsets will play a part in this um, for companies to be able to balance out the emissions that they're not able to um, to decrease yet so yet yeah, the, the, there's certainly like a lot of activity um, that's sort of really exciting to, to take a look at but, but hopefully and it's obviously what we're, what we're seeing you know really large businesses um, such as you know Unilever saying we're not going to wait till we're forced to do this we're going to make this you know part of our strategy for success in terms of you know um, delighting customers and, and and acquiring top talent right so you can either you can either be like a leader in this space or you can wait to be to be sort of push kicking and screaming towards it as well yeah absolutely it, it, i feel like that's how a lot of markets work which is what makes investing so fun because of course there's plenty of markets that everyone thinks are going to be big that aren't but i don't think this is one of them i think there's some there's a lot of data in, 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 in your favor um, uh, and an investor's favor to make a decision here. I just think they're missing the information which you're providing here. But I think that there's, you know, there's one, I think last uh, like pretty big gap 
that I th- of knowledge I think a lot of investors have before deciding to invest in climate tech. And you know, let, let's assume that they know there's a problem. Let's assume they know there's a need um, to solve the problem. And a lot of people have that need. There's, there's, there's demand. You know, I'll just ask the candid question. Is there money here? Is this industry, um, you know, large enough for there to be venture skill returns? Because VCs can't get a 2x or 3x. They need, you know, 100x on their winners. So is there money in climate tech? And if so, can you, can you break that down for us? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I think money will be spent by organizations in a variety of ways to, to help them, as I say, either, either you know, um, delight their customers and attract employees or sort of, you know, to, um, to, to meet regulations that's, that, that's required. I mean, we're kind of seeing like some really big steps by, by a few large companies. I can just give a couple of examples. So um, we recently saw Amazon launch a $2 billion climate pledge fund um, but this actually then was 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 then themselves saying that they want to invest in companies that are helping sort of build build products to decarbonize um, the earth. I'm sure you know everyone's seen kind of the um, you know the, the the big prize that Elon Musk has put forward for sort of um, you know carbon capture technology. But but sort of we're seeing I guess more kind of traditional pledges by businesses, similar to pledges I think that we would have seen at sort of the the beginning of digital, where it was like companies saying okay, you know we recognize that this is important, we recognize that we have a lot of work to do, we're going to appoint somebody responsible for this we're going to help them you know we're going to give them a budget we're going to give them a team and um, this is still in the early stages I mean you sort of look at look at a lot of our large organizations you'll be hard pressed to find one that that, that you know that don't have a whole department for sustainability um, and, and that's because these large companies are making very ambitious pledges such as Microsoft um, they said that by 2030 they'll be carbon negative I mean that that doesn't just happen overnight you know to to be able to live up to these to these large claims I mean like Apple for example um, recently committed to being 100% carbon neutral I think it was by 2030 as well you you don't make these big pledges happen just just by sort of making a public statement you have to you know you have to make sure somebody is, is responsible responsible for this and give them the budget to make it happen and what we're still seeing is is the beginnings of that you know I mean and you know and we're speaking to to chief sustainability officers you know who are being kind of promoted to the c-suite and it's this is what we've been sort of seeing um through our work with capture in fact throughout the whole of 2020 you know people being appointed to these roles and and saying okay well our company's come out and made a big statement now what are we going to do to make this happen you know and I think that that's where kind of the you know the exciting you know new products and services that we'll be seeing that'll be the market that they'll that they'll be serving. I think to finish this this up with with one last big question then we'll wrap it kind of bring it back um you know there's an there's a concept which I'm sure you're aware of, of being too early, like being too early to a market. Um, and investors are never trying to be too early, but but being too late, you know, is it, too late as well. They're kind of trying to find the perfect timing. My question for you is, where are we in the, where are we on the line of, a, you know, this didn't, this is nothing and this is already saturated. Um, are we, you know, far enough where it's significant and it's just the beginning? Are we already like 50% through the cycle where it's almost too late to invest? Where do you think we are on that spectrum if an investor is thinking about timing for the market, not validity of the market, but timing of the market? And where are we? Are we in the beginning, middle, end? you know, just starting? This is the beginning. Like, I think if you try to do like what we're doing, for example, three years ago, we would have been talking to, let's put it simply, we would have been talking to CSR. We wouldn't have been talking to a head of sustainability because 
for many organizations, they wouldn't have been appointed. So I think sustainability is moving from like a token good thing. And they don't get me wrong, there's also a lot of money in token good things, but it's moving from a token good thing to, to something that a business absolutely needs to address. But this is the early stages of it moving. Um, and I think a, a major thing that I think is not to be underestimated at all in the US is, is the new administration and, you know, having, you know, a, a a leader of you know the whole country who very much recognizes that, that climate change is, is a thing um you know has taken sort of you know huge you know huge strides um you know forward in that and i think that that's going to be massive so so yes it, i think it is early absolutely it is not too early i think it would have been a few years ago but i don't think it is anymore um but yeah i mean still like investing in this area as i say i definitely feel like a few people kind of holding their breath and waiting to see what happens but like on the other hand if if you're a new company in this area if you're a startup in this area you've if you've got your ear very close to the ground and you're speaking with customers every day and you've got like a good pulse on, on what they're after you've got a good investor behind you you'll have a massive first mover advantage in this market um you know by the time we get to like a couple years maybe down the line and everybody's you know everybody's kind of jumped in so yeah I think now is a fantastic time um but it definitely does still require like a little bit of guts to to see like what exactly is going to happen but um, but no I, I definitely think it's a fantastic time to be investing in the area hey to be in good to be a good investor it takes guts uh if it's if it's all logic I, th I think you're doing it wrong especially uh specifically in the in the early stage early 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 stage is of sure but I mean, like, what what better thing to invest in than like the future of our yep. planet as well? Do you know what I mean? So it, oh, it's yeah. such like a yeah, it's a it's like it's a nice thing to be involved in from like both a returns perspective, um, from a monetary I guess both from a monetary monetary perspective, but also from like a you know a future of our planet perspective as well, of course. Yeah, I saw. Um, I don't know. You probably saw it too. Maybe a month ago, Chamath Palpataya probably pronounce the last name wrong, but Chamath. We all know Chamath tweeted that he thinks the first tr trillionaire um, will be an entrepreneur building in climate tech. And I think the reason um, why he thinks this is because the problem is so massive that there's so much to reward the, the companies and the founders and the teams that figure it out. Um, so, you know, with that, I'm um, kind of going back to where we started you know, you're obviously pretty knowledgeable about all of this. I appreciate you taking the time and educating me on climate tech. Um, remind me, you know, again, you know, what, what are you working on? Um, you know, what's your interest in this? And then maybe the, the last thing could be um, if someone, you know, had additional questions about climate tech, maybe they're an investor, they want to learn more about the sector, they want to learn more about you. How can, how can they reach out to you? How can they find you if they want to do some more research on what we have going on here? For sure, absolutely. Um, so, so here at Capture, um, as I mentioned, we're, we're building a platform to help organizations that want to build and engage a planet-friendly workforce. So, so practically what that means right now is that we have like a, a selection of sustainability challenges, obviously all done remotely, then employees can take part in. Uh, we're showing an organization live how much CO2 they're saving thanks to their, to their workforce and, and, and what they're doing. And obviously in the future, we want to build out this just you know, awesome suite of, of services that'll help employees to, to take action while staying in the jobs that they love. Um, so that's what we're building here. Um, if, if people want to get in touch and find out more about us, um, they can feel free to email me directly. So I'm Josie, that's J-O-S-I-E at thecapture.club. 
Um, so that's my email address right there. Um, and yeah, I'd be like happy to share. I've got like a big, like four pager document that we put together because we were raising our seed round at the moment. So we we're talking about this all the time. So we've got like a big four pager document, like full of research, like, you know, what companies are investing and um, kind of what's happening. So yeah, like anybody, like, please feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to share a little bit more about um, what we're doing and then you know, happy to help. And especially as well, like any other startups in this space um, that want to connect and kind of swap stories or, or whatever it is, like, please feel free to reach out as well. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for coming on to the podcast for the first edition of, you know, maybe we'll call it like Market Mondays or something. Um, and uh, jamming, you know, with me about climate tech. And I appreciate you kind of educating all the investors that are listening on this fantastic investment opportunity that doesn't just um, doesn't just, uh, you know, make the money but helps the world. You know, it does both, um, you know, which is fantastic. Thanks again, and and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks My for pleasure. coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Matt.